It's Gigi No Re. We're back, and we are doing an episode of Dear Gary. What is Dear Gary? Dear Gary is an advice column where we find questions that people have, people lost, wandering about in the waste, looking for advice on matters RPG-related. And then we give advice, whether considered or unconsidered, good or bad. Usually we get these from Reddit, but sometimes from our dear listeners, whether they actually need this counsel or just want to hear us talk about it is another matter entirely. We won't go into that, but we're going to do it today. We are going to talk. We've got a full house. We've got six mics and uh, just the first time you talk, just introduce yourself. How about we do it that way? Don't bore the listener. We'll get straight into it. Hi, this is Tim. Ah, <laughs> so yeah, I, was, I, was, I was about to say something because okay. I'm Asa. I'm going to get your mic down a little bit there, buddy. Okay. So one of my, here's the first one. One of my players is not acting like a priest. I'm wondering what to do. This is taken from Reddit. When creating the character, I told the player... Excommunicate him. This is Stefano. <laughs> how important it was for me that he plays it like a priest and not like a fighter with special powers. He seemed to agree, but he made it clear that he didn't want to do missionary work. Anyways, <laughs> he has brought some attention to his character among the party because he is always the first to loot, even friendly NPCs and so on. In short, there is no actual problem. Okay, well, this is Mason. <laughs> well, problem solved. Done. Problem solved. All right. In short, I think we know that the DM is the problem here. <laughs> in short, there is no actual problem. He's just thinking like a regular chaotic character. The thing is, the other players have picked up on it and start calling him out or commenting whenever he does or says something fishy. Oh, that sounds toxic. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't find this. Our patrons sometimes just send us good, oh, good threads. That Thank you, patrons. They think we might Thank want to you. talk about. This is one of those. I like it. Now, I try to not blame the player for doing what he thinks is fun. He is not killing children or anything. He just, I mean. Why not? Never mind. I mean, <laughs> he, he just acts like he doesn't care much. My pro Sigma male. My problem is he is still a priest and he never actually acts like one. But, He's still level one. No magic yet. So they must be playing an old school system because even in 1E, you get spells at level one as a, as a cleric. So they must be doing old school. But he might encounter undead soon enough. I don't know if I should have consequences for him for playing like a regular opportunist fighter or not. I don't want to be a dictator GM. You cannot do that. You're a priest. But I want him to play a priest. Should we make a new neutral chaotic deity? Excuse me, deity? It's misspelled. That aligns with his ways of thinking? Should we start some kind of repentance slash redemption process? Okay. TLDR... Also, by the way, if you're going to put a TLDR, put it at the beginning. <laughs> Thank you. My player is not playing a lawful priest like I thought he was going to. I don't want to shame him for it, but I wonder if there should be some divine consequences or not, and how to bring them about without hurting or shaming the player. There we go. That is our first question. What does the panel think? Okay, I'll be totally serious here. I'm pretty sure there are uh, deities in, I mean, D&D &D and Pathfinder. Uh, I've been deep into the, some. Oh, you've been playing the video game. Right? I've been deep in some CRPGs recently <clears throat> uh, that are both Pathfinder and D and D. I'm pretty sure there's like a deity of every um, type. I mean, chaotic, evil, chaotic, neutral, lawful, whatever. So I'm sure there's one you could find. So the uh, the trick would be you want to press this player and be like, well, what deity do you serve, and is this in alignment with the deity that you serve? And then of course you could just, you know call him on him and be like bruh like this doesn't make any sense my here's my i agree with what tim said first i agree tim and i were shaking hands spiritually the thing is if i have a problem 
I just decide it. not to care about it. <laughs> and then it's not a problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a man. Suppress my emotions. It is International Avoid Men's it. Day, by the way, November 19th. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, we just suppress all of our emotions. Some people say it's not a real holiday, but it's real in my heart. It is real. Google says in it's not. In my male heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Can't I would simply Look up Duck, Duck, Go. not care about this and just let him be himself. It's true. You say, you do you, bro. He does, he's not even doing anything bad. I would understand his frustration if like, they had talked about it before and he's like, Hey, I, I you know I want to play a priest like a lawful priest, and it's like cool, like you know I now I'm gonna go include some of that into the you know into this world, and it's like <clears throat> dude, I spent like three hours on this, you know. If, if the guys, if are, they had talked about it beforehand, if the guy's mm-hmm. a bad priest, then that's just what his character. Somebody's got to exactly. start. A there are there are bad priests. <laughs> like, like where do you yeah. think Wait, all a bad the cult- priest? There are so many jokes that. I did not make. Where do you so. think all the cultists came from? I mean, cultists have priests. <laughs> So I run a, a virtual campaign with some people uh, who share my profession, which is uh, Grave Digger. Um, but there is a oh character God, really dark. dark. <laughs> that was just intended to be completely <laughs> random. Um, <clears throat> Grave Digger, the monster truck. Oh, I'm a driver. Um, so there's one guy who he like insists on visiting a brothel at every town we go to. <laughs> and, oh, uh, it's one of those. So, <laughs> one of your co-workers? So I, uh, it's not a co-worker, but it's someone with the same career Perfect. path. So I uh, just decided to give him a venereal disease. There you go. Ooh. Roll for um, it. And <laughs> yeah. we did. Constitution check, roll. We did, and he turned out he's a, a, a werewolf now, which was one of the options. And it's stupid, <laughs> but it it's like got its own whole set of consequences uh-huh. that we weave into the course of the game. And I'm not very good at being a DM. I'm really actually quite bad at it. But I felt like that was a clever way to sort of let him be the character he wants to be and roll that into the flow of, of the game. And that seems pretty easy to do. You got a bad priest, you let that be part of the storyline, and give bada him, bing, bada boom. Give yeah, him a curse. I, mm-hmm. I think there's actually tables for that in the one EDMG. I think so. So yeah. if I had somebody, a case like that in my game, I, and they were going against their, their deity's values, I would when they did get spells and they tried to do stuff, I would make, their, I would make their spells... Do whatever the deity they they act like should serve. What, so yeah, like the spell yeah. does the wrong stuff. But he's and not, like, why is my spells not working properly? Not, and they can figure it out later. If in, they this, in this situation, he's not using spells though. So what if you're? But he will eventually. Right? He will eventually. Like like let the guy play however he wants to play, but let his style of play actually affect yeah. the outcome. Tries to heal somebody and like you know. Sorry, I'm too far away. They start decaying. Or too close. Okay. The body starts decomposing because they're acting like a bad guy who does bad stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I um, like it. I think we're all in agreement. So just just roll with it, bro. Stop caring. Literally stop caring. When your problems <laughs> go away. Or just bring natural consequences. There we go. Problem solved. All right. Our next question. Hey, can I ask a super noob question before you move on to that? No. Yes. Okay. So when he keeps calling the guy a priest, does he just mean a cleric? Or was there like a version of D&D that like had a priest versus a cleric as an I don't think character. there's ever been a version of D&D that has a or, character called a priest. Okay. But but some other RPGs might. Most clerics are priests. Yeah, no, no, I mean fiction. I agree with that. I just, you know, the language was interesting, so. Yeah, I I, I don't remember. Maybe they okay. took the background priest or something. Yeah, possible. Uh, yeah. But no, it's it's from old school so they didn't have backgrounds. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. 
I'm kind of upset by something that's happened in my weekly game. Oh, no. I'm coming to Reddit to vent a little. Many such cases. (laughs) (laughs) Has this happened to any of you guys? So I talked my usual 5e group into playing White Box. Here we go. That's like a basic D&D clone. I I put together a pretty open-ended dungeon crawl. (laughs) No real plot, just several hooks in town leading to potential adventures. But I left it up to the players to decide where to go, what to do, and how to go about it. Now, most of my players are far younger than me. They're used to highly durable 5e characters with a laundry list of powers and abilities. Compared to old school games, Mm. 5e characters are basically superheroes from first level. I really wanted to share what it was like back in my day. Okay, boomer alert. (laughs) (laughs) A more grounded, dangerous game where the the most dangerous game. Daniel, this sounds like you. Uh, Please don't remark on that. Back when we had our D&D delivered with the milk. (laughs) (laughs) Where the player's wits matter more than what's on the character sheet. Boy, was that a mistake. He's he's writing this from his lawnmower. (laughs) He's cracked open a Monster wearing, Zero Ultra. He's wearing white New Balances, but they're green now. He's got calf socks on. Half of my still not convinced this isn't you. He's got cargo shorts on. Half of my players engaged, but a couple were tuned out from the beginning. Halfway through the first dungeon, they just called it quits. Just gave up on the game and called it a quote waste of time and said quote I hate this. You got you got a couple. You got a couple of gamers on you. Yeah, there's some gamers up in here. That sounds like your average Gigi well, No Re episode I, right there. The Zoomer versus the old head. I hate this. <laughs> I, and I hate you, Dad. All right. I've been running D&D for 30 years. See? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. I bet this guy start- is literally Gygax. I bet he started in second well, edition. I'm just saying. And for this guy. player in particular for several years. Never have had such a reaction to a game I've run. His reason? First level character isn't competent. Low HP, no skills or powers means trying to do things is just convincing the DM to let me not fail. I tried to explain that's kind of the point. Couldn't change his mind. I, quote, wasted his limited gaming time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these guys Mom only it. lets me leave every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You know that. They come, that they Definitely sounds like it, Craig. His, <laughs> it sounds like his son and his friends from school. <laughs> pretty sure. It really broke my heart. I've lost all motivation to run for this guy ever again. Have, man, these are so cathartic. Have any of you had such an experience? Have you ever had a player offended by old school games? There's the question. What about just a I don't know anything games? different. <laughs> this is a question for you. Yeah, I have. Uh, and the answer is just not to run old school games <laughs> for people who don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Pander to your audience. Yeah. I, I've never played anything, but like, well, I mean, that's all we've ever played, really, no, right? Well, you started it on proper 5e. 5e is not old school. Yeah. Right, no. Was that the, was the first? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first thing that we ran was was 5e yeah yeah the first thing you joined in you played more 5e than old school like we've only played proper old school for a minority of the time most of us since i came on board it's mostly matter of fact it's so 5e the first time i came on board was uh the beginner's pack or i can't remember what it was called but it was a wizards of the coast like the essentials kit the essentials kit Mm -hmm. but you ran it Oh, the first time I played. I think I The week over before, Asa yeah. had run it, and you got TPK'd, I think. Yeah, something possibly. like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I, I played, and that was a couple years ago. That's like two years ago, about this time. Crazy. Dang. I love crazy, it. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, the heart wants what it wants. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't, you, what you've got to do, stop trying to convince people of things. This is general psychology lesson. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't convince people of things. Simply by aesthetic persuasion, you have to show that whatever you like is cooler. Mm. You have to just simply be emulatable. Be the change that you want to be. Exactly. That tell them, see. Tell them see, that their mother prefers the, the old ch- school version. change you want to see in yourself. <laughs> you have to be like, huh, you know, I'm getting together a little thing, pretty informal tomorrow night. Uh, but it's going to be kind of... On another level, I don't know I if you guys would be interested in it. Or I, I, you may not. You it. may not care. You may not be able to handle it. Yeah, you know, it's pretty so intense. If, so if you want to, you know, you can show up, but I don't know. There's a limited seating available. <laughs> and then you show just up and for just, tough guys. It's just you and your body pillow. Sukiku. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and waifu. <laughs> just, just say it's cutting edge. Just say whatever you're doing is cutting edge. Yeah, it's uh, it's renaissance kind of thing. You probably say something about getting jacked in, too, because that makes it sound very cool. At first, old school games were hard for me to get into. Be very careful with how you use that. In, in. I liked liked the... Jacked in. I liked the the ability to go into 5e and kind of create my own deal and, you know, make some sort of cool combination. But then, like, we started playing some other systems like we played some old old school mm-hmm. systems and i realized that those systems were more about being better player than having a better idea or or better roles and better luck and so that was appealing to me after i kind of figured that out that it's about trying to be a better player and you know be more strategic think things through have a good plan um or don't or don't but those are the ways you succeed in all those older style yeah, games. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of thing. Like, um, when I play video games, I'm total grug brain. I don't want anything where I have to, like, think about stuff beforehand and prepare and say, ooh, 13 energy points are going to be consumed by this next action, so I better buy some crystals from the store. I don't want to do with that. I want to hit R1 to do a light attack like and then press circle to dodge. Yeah. I feel that's, like I feel like this is a direct attack on me. It, it's not an attack, <laughs> but that's like that's like modern games where it's, it's in the moment, it's tactical. That's where the skill comes. You in. You don't like turn-based strategy. Games. No, I hate that stuff. <sighs> Whereas old school gaming is more like turn-based strategy and RTSs, where it's about preparation beforehand. And then you see what's going to happen with what you decided. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. you prepared, you did your thing. It's like, well, you're in combat. What does it even mean to right. role play? You play a role, play a role generally. Role. Oh, my goodness. But what's, All right, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but what is... As much as we are the in, the, but like, <laughs> the antithesis got, of one another, the got, thesis <laughs> and antithesis, we also just are the yin and yang. We, we bond. What, like... <laughs> Old school role playing game where you don't have a lot of stats. New role playing game, you have tons of stats and abilities. What is the role? What does that mean? I think some people, I think that there have been divergent approaches to this. Some people in old school games just treat their characters and advocate for this. They say that you should treat your characters as pawns in chess. You don't try to get in their head it's just they're the means through which you as a player act in the world and then and, and that that approach is supported by anecdotes of people just naming their characters like their own name backward and they, they don't like give I two thoughts that. to what's going on you know fictionally 
except as is necessary to win the game or to do well and have fun. Whereas some people, like that's why Dragonlance exists, is some people took the opposite approach. They were the theater kids. Playing role games. Playing, playing, yeah, they were playing roles. Dragonlance is a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mechanics of... Prove me wrong. <laughs> the mechanics kind of fell by the wayside because they weren't interested in that. They were interested in, you know, storytelling and, and inhabiting the role. And today you still have those different camps regardless of the rules that are being used. Anyway, but you don't have hoop hacks. No, <laughs> you got a problem with Dragonlance. You got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. <laughs> marinate. Uh, okay. I, have we talked about this one enough? I think we've talked yes. about it. Okay. Uh, the next one's very open ended. Mm. Best modules? Question mark. Yes. What? What? There are best modules. What? What is the best? <laughs> so my. Okay. Best modules. I've got some. If you guys care uh, to chime in feel free i feel like i feel like it should be uh, uh like within like system specific no <laughs> no <laughs> Mason said. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what best your favorite baby boy is opinion 5e essentials pack <laughs> yeah. that's what it ain't it's like of the it's like of the watsi published modules this is the, like they're all pretty garbage but here's the best one among those or of the I would say that you know, for whatever. Watson modules, the starter kit is the best thing they've done. Not the one Asa ran. Mm, not, that's that the Asa not the essentials, but Mind the, the starter. Over? The starter, yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. To have annihilation. Here, they be, here there be Gerblins. <laughs> Gerblins, yep. My, my favorite uh, modules in general are for just the standard ones that you're going to run. You don't know how to run D&D. Uh, Tower of the Stargazer by Lamentations of the Flame Princess. That module is fantastic to use in general and it's also uh, an introductory one that teaches you how to run it and we did that one at uh decon a couple years ago yep a few years ago also village of homlet the first one of temple of elemental evil we've run that one on the on the podcast before that one was one of the best things that i've played yeah that that's a great module as well we've played a lot of good modules from zarkov like a ton <laughs> Was he Thulean Echoes? Yeah, he was Thulean Echoes. Okay, that was good. And he has he has a lot more that are good too. I'm kind of his Arkoth fanboy. If I, if I weren't opposed now to just running modules in general, I would run more of his stuff. What was the one that we ran recently with the um, like the demonic cult and Thousand Dead Babies? Yeah, yeah that was also specific. that was Thousand <laughs> yeah, Dead Babies. Could be more specific. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They all have cults. I thought that was very, very, very cool. That was by the same guy. That's yeah, Zarkov. Zarko that's what yeah, I thought. That was yeah. a lot of fun. I loved that, and I, I loved playing your I character. I would like to play that more. I know. I love that you played my character. What Dude, was the? I had fun on that one. Yeah. What was the the Into the Odd uh, one? That we Deep did? Carbon Observatory. Deep Carbon. Yeah, I yeah, love that. That's Patrick Stewart. That's not Into the Odd. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's Into Odd System. But the the. When you guys the module play. setting the module is by system Patrick Stewart, right? independent, yeah. I think. Maybe it's written for Lamentations of the Flame Princess, but it's by Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I, and I really Scrap like Princess it. to the Art. Yeah, yeah, DCO was great. That was like my first start Wait, to finish Patrick thing. Stewart, like yeah. the Patrick no, no, Stewart? No, no, no. Oh. Yeah. This is, uh, although he's British, Stewart. this guy, the Patrick Stewart who wrote this one. Um, uh, they're probably the same in guy. It. Right? In it. Yeah. They say he's that. British in it. Yeah, they say that. Over there. So yeah, Deep Carbon Observatory. <laughs> and they came out with We a, say y'all. And maths. <laughs> they, they came out with a revised version of it, which I'm sure has improved mm-hmm. upon some of the usability mm-hmm. problems. So you should get that one if 
if you're gonna get it. Yeah, I hope they. I hope they fix all the things that we pointed out. Uh, uh, yes, they did. For, for what my opinions man, worth, I would love to play any of those. Uh, if y'all want to revisit any of them, hey, but just you got a your campaign. Just run those. Uh, we're just make sure you got a bone magnet. Well, bone we're, magnet. I've heard about bone magnet. That's one of the, yeah. <laughs> no, the the, the campaign change? I'm running is yeah he, he tied is. into something that I won't mention because Daniel will make fun of me. But um, okay, don't mention it then. Wait, um, but it, it I want to hear it make is, fun of you. It's going fine. I want to hear Daniel scorn you. No, no I don't really no. care. No, we're playing the the frost rhyme of the frost. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to say anything. Better than I thought it would be. Wait, is that, is, what is, is that, that the new Watsy thing? No, Rhyme, it's not the newest. Right? Yeah, it's not the newest. There's another one since then. Oh, yeah. oh it's Maiden. a Watsy thing. It's open-ended enough that I'm able to do my own thing some, and it's been okay. And also, I've never DM'd before, so that's nice. You can use blank verse instead of rhyming if you want. That's, that's a poetry joke. What was yeah, the I other? Got it. <laughs> what was the other uh, Patrick Stewart vehicle we used? Star Trek, the Enterprise, the Next Generation. Uh, Man, I bet Patrick Stewart thinks those are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he never gets those. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, oh, oh. Electric. Uh, no, he probably gets Bash that as much Bash as I get. Land? Wasn't that him? No. Was he that involved is Chris in Chris McDowell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, oh. the Blue Medusa. Yeah. Chris yeah. is good. He gets yeah. those jokes as much as I get the oh, like the guy from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Chris McDowell does Into the Odd, which is a system. It's a system that we've used. Yeah, he's the new uh, newest patron, right? I don't know. We can't say. We can't affirm can or deny. Oh, sorry. Any <laughs> identities of any patrons? I think his username is literally. <laughs> uh, no, that's what I that thought. could be somebody else. That's what I thought too. That's the only reason I said it. Sorry. No, that's actually Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that is famed British actor I, Sir I, Patrick. Stewart. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Did, did we enable the ability to change your nickname? Because everybody could just name themselves whatever they want in the Discord. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that the president of the United States, Joe Biden, is a patron of GG Norman. <laughs> I'm not going to gonna say out. yes. I'm not going to say no. It's not a bunch of malarkey, though. No. I mean, well, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it's not. <laughs> hey, <laughs> never mind. We're going to stop. We're going to stop. <laughs> Those are good module recommendations. Love it. Now, on to the next. And another one. It seems like over the years you've tried out a lot of house rules. I feel like that's directed at me. <laughs> Some of them aimed at increasing role play. What worked and what didn't? Nothing worked. <laughs> <laughs> Your players suck. Daniel, so I don't know if it's because I'm so ex- inexperienced, but Daniel sem- seems to give up on his homebrew rules pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Is there a couch I can lay down on and talk to you about this? <laughs> How do you feel about this? No, I mean, yeah, I was influenced by the story games scene. Uh, story games was named after a forum called Story Games, where people were reacting against people who are trying to do something other than D&D does, but use D&D's rules. Mm. And they said, to do things other than that, like a superhero game, you should just use rule sets designed to produce the effects you want to see. Logical. However, that's not what people want when they play. When people play D&D, they want to do D&D stuff. And having a bunch of rules layered on top to produce stuff other than that is a bad idea. People who are going to want to be more invested in the fiction and, and, and role play with an E are just going to do it with a little nudging mm. or even without nudging. Mm. And people who don't want to are just going to be like, ugh. And if you introduce mechanical incentives, then it becomes box checking. Okay. 
have I done this scene? Yes. Mm. You don't care. People don't care about it. It's also that was the paradox of incentives where as soon as you start incentivizing or paying people to do something, it becomes more like a chore or a job Um. rather than Mm -hmm. something fun to do. Like if an Elden Ring coming out in February 25th, 2022, if you got (laughs) uh, five experience points every time you used R2 attacks, your heavy attacks, you would just start using heavy attacks whether or not it made sense and it would be a chore be like oh i gotta do these heavy attacks now instead of being like oh now's a great time to do a heavy attack i'm gonna do it and so layering that on is bad i think if you want to encourage a certain style of role play you should do this in other ways that are more indirect by asking questions of people and if they don't want to answer then you'll just see that or by putting procedures in like okay you've got some free time what do your characters do during the free time People who don't want to bother with that will just say, oh, no, I'll just hang out, and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. But people who are interested in the world will say, oh, I, I want to go over here and talk to this person. And then you just, there you go. You're done. What do you think about that? How does that make you feel? Don't say, how does that make you feel? Uh, <laughs> you know, that, those kinds of informal procedures are, and they can be formal to you in your notes, but don't tell the players about them because mm-hmm. that makes it drudgery for them instead of a game. So like. Could you potentially have a system in place of incentives that you don't tell them where like you are rewarding them for doing certain things and you're keeping track of it? Is that something you would do? I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> now, the thing is, like, I have a thing, as I'm sure everyone knows, for clerics, the, the most ignored class. It's a strange fetish. <laughs> and in my house rule games, I don't tell the players any powers <laughs> that their clerics have. Yeah. They may not, they may not actually have any powers. I'm not going to reveal what the mechanics are. Now, that may provoke a kind of calculating approach, but to me, I don't care if they want to experiment and do all that kind of stuff. That's fine. And if they just want to do what their character would do, which is what I want, then maybe if there is any kind of benefit to be gained mechanically, they'll just experience it. Mm. So that's, that's an example of actual rules that I have that I, that I don't expose and therefore cannot be gamed. So now tell us your good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that said, I'm not against story games. Just don't try to make D&D into a story game. It's just people who play D&D want to play D&D, or else they would be playing your Vampire the Masquerade hack that uses a critical role. Get aggressive. Be aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, there we go. But I think people that really want to get into the role-playing aspect of it are going to do that unless you, like, forbid it either way. Right. I mean, there's some... There's a continuum. Some people may feel that they're wasting other people's time. Mm. They need to feel that, like, if they indulge, it's not going to be against the table ethos. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be welcome. Right. So, so, it's a funny thing about d d It's like, unless you're a complete autist, like, you're like, like, you do have, you do have to kind of consider, you know, the the people around you and, and what do they want. And, it's going to depend on how long have you known these people? How close is your relationship? Because um, that can really change how you end up playing. <laughs> yeah, that's Asa true. wants to make a joke. He's not going to. Have you seen each other uh, naked? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely changes the dynamic a bit. How many times? No. Yeah. And, and we've seen that in a lot of Dear Gary questions where it's like, it's clear that these people, they're, they are playing with people that 
they either don't know well or they're not like super close with and don't have a trusting relationship yeah. with. So that changes the whole way that yeah. they play and they approach the game. Yeah. I think a lot of these people have communication issues anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, thing, again, a lot of us can be autists <laughs> who want to play this game. <laughs> well, one thing I noticed about this group is it seems like we both want to have fun and want to see each other have fun. So we can, we can give and take as much as we need to. Bro, can I get a hug? Mm. Yeah. How about just a fist bump? Because all time. these mics and wires. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. All, right. all these mics and wires it's between us. Man, man day. International <laughs> man day. Uh, What's yeah, better what than this? <laughs> Guys being dudes. <laughs> I think the fact that we're all shirtless really helps. Yeah. <laughs> it's sweltering in here. Oh, so one thing, <laughs> one thing, the, the common thing that I would see in story games forms, which is helpful to some degree, is people would say the, pro- the solution to problems you have with your players is to talk to your players. Now, the problem is that people who understand other people don't need to be told this and don't yeah. do this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you think, oh, I want to make sure that other people are having fun, so I will talk to them. Well, that's because you don't understand how people work. And if you would just know if they did or not. So talking to them is not going to help because people also don't tell you the truth. They don't have enough uh, introspective ability to know what they're feeling and why. So even if you do talk to them, uh, 87% of the time, you're going to get bad information. So don't talk to your players. It doesn't matter. Instead, talk to someone who's normal and understands people. <laughs> Do not then, ask Reddit. And, <laughs> and have that person come to your games and read the table for you. And then talk to that person who, can, who is like a normal human being Are interpreter. Get an interpreter. <laughs> yeah, get an interpreter and say, so what was happening here with these people? And they'll say, well, player A was having a great time. Player B uh, thinks you're an idiot. Player C is just there because his girlfriend's there, you know, and you can get a rundown. So Who's get an interpreter. interpreter? Yep. Uh, you know, I'm. This is a service that we are starting to offer. Uh, <laughs> I'm like the quiz that's Hadarak. Listen, I, I understand the rules and I understand the human mind. Okay. You're like an advanced. <laughs> the Gomdebar. Gomdebar. Okay. <laughs> you're like an advanced AI. You know, you know how to achieve an effect, but. You're not aware of like why it works. Maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, if you don't understand why, if people are having fun or not, or what's going on, just get an interpreter because you're, you're hopeless without it. All right. The next one. All of us are tempted to construct our own rule sets. To, I feel like this is just all at me. <laughs> to make them work just the way we want them to. But if you had to run, if you had to run or play... One rule set as is, no mods, which is the closest to your ideal? I'm hoping you'll answer this, and I'll hear about rule sets I've never come across before. Well, sorry. I don't know if I will, I will give you some secret one. Uh, I would want to run the one oh, You should just start I'm making up, up stuff that okay. doesn't actually exist just to mess with this So person. just talk about your favorite rule set, I guess. I'm going to say, if I had to run one with no mods, goodness... As much as I hate to say this because of the complaints I had last time, I guess I would just run into the odd from someone who may or may not ever have been, is now or ever have been a patron, Chris McDowell. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, Into the Odd is his old one. His new one is Electric Bastion Land. So I guess I would run that just because it's easy to remember, is roughly D&D, is compatible with D&D stuff, and is flexible. Into the Odd was fun. I liked Into the Odd. Yeah. Like the system. Isn't that what it is? System? Yeah, it's a system. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
Might have a little bit of bone ba- bone magnet bias there. Well, I never had the bone magnet. Well, it's tied between that and like some stripped down apocalypse world, which is basically not even a system at all. It's just like rolling 2d6 with stats and adjudicating. But that's not, I don't think that counts. So if an actual system, I guess I would have to choose Electric Bastion. Dermis. Because if I was, my first instinct was to say, I'll run basic D&D. But then I had in my mind all these standard hacks that I do to it Mm -hmm. to make it more satisfactory for me so that doesn't that doesn't meet the criterion that's the opposite of the, that's the opposite yeah. <laughs> so basically you're looking for the, what system that i hack the least yeah so i guess into the auto electric bastion land for me what about you guys which system do you enjoy the most I'm, i mean i'm a normie I, I think 5e feels very comfortable to me but maybe that's because we played a lot of it yep um and i know i know it pretty intuitively uh and it felt like a good balance between you can power game it if you want, if you're that type of person and you can also not care about that and just be very strategic, uh, in how you approach combat. Cause I think we've had a lot of scenarios where quote unquote, the numbers weren't in our favor, but we were just smart about it and we knew the rules and how to play the game. Uh, and it just worked out well for us. So, you know, mechanically I feel like five is a good, it's a decent system. I agree. I played so little of official systems that I don't really know. Fair. I like I like Five E. Uh, it's it's. <clears throat> I mean, I hate all of the like official Watsy stuff, but because I did not enjoy running it with their stuff. But the running the actual Five E system isn't. It's it's easy to start doing. And there's a lot of ways you can tweak it to make it yours. But we don't get past second level, do we? Nope. <laughs> yeah. No. We've never really gotten past. But my favorite is Dermis. <laughs> the, uh, the, hashtag release Dermis. Yeah. I've, <laughs> the, I've never played anything episode. with y'all that, that I've never, le- I've leveled up once in two years <laughs> yeah. of playing with y'all. That's how it should be. Yeah. Wait, there's levels? Uh, <laughs> you guys get levels? But as a total noob, apart from Dermis, which is the best system? <laughs> release the Ace Cut. Release the Ace Cut. I like. I like 5e because it's um, it's very easy to sort of start with absolutely no experience and uh, pick it up fairly quickly, unless you're Stacy. Uh, <laughs> oh, and he's not even here today. He's not here to defend himself. He'll never Shots listen fired. to this. I, I would have said it if he was here too. But, um, not sure the last but time I, we've actually talked I about it. I really like it because it's very easy. I mean, I feel like I played like twice and I had the hang of it. Maybe yep. once. Yep. And... And as a, you know, again, playing a little bit as a DM apart from here, I feel like I can run it as a DM and not have to, like, pause every five minutes to make sure that a rule is being followed the way the way it needs to be followed. Like, it's pretty intuitive. So that's what I like about it. Tui. <laughs> no, just joking. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, everybody else said it, but I like 5e a lot. Okay. And our last question, and that this is our backlog is it's finished after this one. So, oh wow, dear listeners, if you you have any ideas for the next year, Gary, send them in. We have a contact form on our website if you want to do it 1996 mode. And then you can also join our Patreon at patreon.com/ggnore. That's g g n o r e. 
And you can become a patron and get on Discord and send us mess DMs and that kind of stuff and give us ideas that way. Yeah, there's no stupid questions. Uh, just stupid people. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is uh, best encumbrance rules. Oh, here we go. I like mine that I use that I, I don't know if I've ever published. Uh, mine use, what is it? I mean, it, it's basically a slot system that ties into... Uh, D20 roll. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, I, I, I guess any kind of slot system is good, frankly. Back in the day, everything was weighted in terms of coins. Mm. So, like, your armor would be, like, 80 coins. And then your encumbrance limits were in coin weight brackets. What? That's how it started. That's, that's I'm dying on the inside. Yeah. That's the problem weird. is that that's, there's no, like, real-world thing that says, oh, that wave's about... 150 coins. So as a coin weight and a coin price? Yeah. This question says submitted by Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Did you write this so you could answer it? The answer is Death Stranding. (laughs) (laughs) I bought that for $2 at Walmart. Did you play it yet? No. I started it up and it's a good deal. And he just kept going left because my kid broke a controller. So I was like... (laughs) That, or you just didn't uh, just or pack. Maybe it's you, a strand game and they go left. I don't know. <laughs> strand type. It's the first first strand Str- type game. Strand type. No, it's a NASCAR strand game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one reason I bought Death Stranding is because I like encumbrance rules. And I thought, oh, a game, bro. A, a I game NASCAR joke right there. Encumbrance, fantastic. Uh, but I, I guess LOTFP or just anything with the slot system <laughs> that makes it easy to deal with. A lot of people say. Uh, to just use a significant item system and base it on your strength score. So you can carry X significant items before being encumbered where X is your strength score. Mm. So, uh, I mean, those are all easy. Anything is better. Anything that gets you to actually use encumbrance is, I think, a great system. Have, have you ever played a system of encumbrance like Resident Evil where they give you an amount of cubes or something and you have to fill yep. up a space? There's I one, like that. There's one called a, I think it's called like a hammer space thing. Where it's just, you just get so many literal slots, and some are bigger than others, just like Resident Evil. Okay. So the old XCOM game was. was yeah. pretty great. Um, and like I said, so many games use these systems now, I can't point you to a specific one. But I, I like anything that uses actual slots, where it's just easy to keep track of what's where... And then Resident Evil is the only one I can think of. Fallout. I like I like Fallout's encumbrance system. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Is that just tracks the weight, right? <laughs> just tracks the weight. <laughs> yeah, that's how three. Oh, you mean you mean all it. like Elder Scrolls games? Yeah, all yeah, all yeah. Bethesda. If I'm gonna care about encumbrance, like really, just have an ideal system. Everyone's gonna hate it because it's it's too complicated. I would want it. It would it, be a combination of slots and weight. It would it would use both. If I'm playing something where I'm worried about encumbrance, like. It's going to be like a realistic game, like not, you know, like a survivor horror. Like that's when it actually makes sense to me. If I'm in a magic land, why should I have to worry about encumbrance? (laughs) I want to go off so much. I I am with Ace on this. This this sucks. I don't know. Actually, guys, I... If I'm in a magic land, why should I worry about gravity? Seriously. Encumbrance. I'm playing a video game. Encumbrance rules boring. Yeah, boring is a legitimate objection. Yeah, I don't think it's boring. I think that's legit. I agree with Daniel. On Just because you guys are broken doesn't mean you're right. Like, so, like in, in Resident Evil, I like it. I do not mind it in Resident Evil just because the type of game it is. Because it makes it, sense. And it, and it, the choices are easy to make. They're <laughs> chunky enough that it's yes. not... You take 
five seconds and the decision is made. And, and even in Resident Evil, like I feel like they probably give you too much leeway to carry what you're carrying, honestly. Because yeah. um, I can feel like OP in that game sometimes. Uh, but but I understand <laughs> I understand what they're going for. But but any like any fantasy like most of these fantasy games where it's just like if they're giving you so many options to pick up stuff and maybe this is just a game design issue like if you have the option to to get so much junk like all the time yeah. like in like, fallout like if you if you're going to limit my encumbrance maybe just just don't give me so many options right exactly i don't want to be picking up every plate yeah yeah because then also that incentivizes you to pick up every like fork yeah. that might be worth two coins yeah make the options meaningful you know yeah, and See, then for, I might care. For me, it's like ingredients in Skyrim. Like, yeah, there are like three potions you're ever going to use in Skyrim. And whoever brew who who brew potions in Skyrim, not me. Yeah, did, whoever did. did not. I've played like right. twenty minutes yeah. in Skyrim. <laughs> not oh, that. Only I've oh. played like three hundred hours. I've played a lot. Too. A never lot bothered of hours with brewing Skyrim. potions. I've, I've never brewed. brewed I've potions. brewed health potions because I've had situations where I keep getting wrecked. By well, health potions, yeah, but yeah. Lots of times you have options for non-health, like if it's right. not health or it's not mana. You can literally make like, like poisons that only affect the opponent's stamina. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone <laughs> has ever brewed that yeah. intentionally. It's like if you are if you're one of that small subset of of people who want to role play the person who's the poisoner, assassin or whatever right. who's going to use this one thing and I think it's just it's just a game balance issue. I love that like, it's in you, the game. I love the depth of it, but I'm personally not going to use it. But like you were saying with the ingredients, like don't give me so many options. There's so many, and, and there's so many things. that you like accidentally pick stuff up, and then you're like, why can't I pick up this cool sword that I found? Oh, it's because I have 75 feet of or 75 pounds of Abyssinian longfish or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when did I catch those even? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a, a decent... They didn't even have fishing till the 35th release of Skyrim. Yeah. A more realistic encumbrance system for Skyrim could make it less tedious because you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I can only fit like five more slots, so I better care about what I pick up. Yeah. I don't know. Makes the stuff more valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Rarity, rarity increases value. I don't know if it's out there, but my ideal system what? would be, like I said, slots and weight. For example, iron bars and sticks of bamboo. Obviously, don't weigh the same, but I can't carry, I can't physically carry more than, I don't know, 30 in my arms of, of bamboo. I can carry 45 minimum. <laughs> You're missing the third stat, which is thickness. Well, you know, but I, I don't know. it would just have some sort of combination because. They have a physical size. Like I can't take obviously take more than X amount, but weight wise, I could carry them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I've played 129 hours of Skyrim. Because <laughs> he checks. What oh wait, I played a lot. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I looked at my Steam time and it was like over 300 hours, and then I remembered. Oh yeah, I also played that on the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. Then, no. Say. And how do I have? How do I have 84 hours in Half-Life 2? I think I think when they re-release Skyrim, it it starts that counter over again though. So sure the, I've never The story's like 3 hours long. <laughs> I've never played or bought Skyrim. What? How's that possible? Everybody What? My parents have done it. I don't know. <laughs> you Wait, just get like, it now. He's like 25. You yeah, He's a baby. But you just get it now. They just give it to it you. Came out yeah. Of- yeah, I, I like doesn't 15, everybody have it? There's like 15 platforms it's on now. Two, two days Whoa. ago, my alarm went off. I woke up. I was playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the I think the reason is because 
It was so popular. It was everywhere, and it's always going to be there. So it just, I'm just not in cinema. It just so. works. It came you, out on November 11th, 2011. You said this wow. is such a this is such a yes, normy thing. Wait, yeah. this is ten, November. We we recently passed the 10 year anniversary. That's why they re released it again. Oh yeah. Sorry. The, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> cash, the, the constant cash grabs. I just kind of write them off. Yeah, it's great. The Elden Ring though is going to be like Skyrim with. Oh, Souls Combat, which is why it's going to be great. It's going to be so good. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It. Hard to believe. Uh, d- don't don't come back. He's gonna, if, he's already said he's going to come to my house and play. I, Just I, watch. Maybe I have something. to see each one of y'all's Steam and PS libraries. And the next time we play, I'm going to check them out the door. If you don't own <laughs> Elden it, Ring, you can't come. It's not going to be until February. Is Elden, is Elden Ring only going to come out on PlayStation though? No, it's oh, everything. Okay. Everything except Switch. So which yeah. version what is going to be broken? What if I got broken? a functional graphics oh. card before then? Yeah, I need one too. That'd be dope. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I I still try to get a 3080 every now and New then. egg. Yeah. Let me in that shuffle. Hey, well, notice I me. I think it would be cheaper for me and Asa to fly to China and steal a truckload <laughs> from the factory. <laughs> I'm all for it, man. I, I honestly think that probably costs you like 200 yuan bribe. And then you're in, good in to go. ten years, that's going to be like the new like Ocean's Eleven. It's just right. like stealing graphics card. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When's there going to be a movie on this? <laughs> well, I think the the reason I might not get it immediately is just to see if the PS4 version is fine because I don't have a good PC or they guys already tested it in the network test. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's pretty stable. I've been playing it on my Xbox One for like three months. My uncle works at uh, <laughs> my uncle works for PlayStation. He let me play it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can go on YouTube and look for PS4 Elden Ring gameplay. That's what kids used to say at school. And see what it's like. My but it's uncle. fine. I watched it. works at Nintendo. He got me Zelda 4. My uncle invented the Dreamcast. <laughs> cool. Failure. <laughs> the Dreamcast was dope. All right, this is now the Elden Ring podcast. Yeah. I will fight you. I actually had a, a friend in middle school whose uncle was um, one of the... I think he was the the original guy who started um, EverQuest, and so he had. Okay, sure, like, you did. He had all these he had all these EverQuest accounts that were all maxed out that his uncle gave him and stuff. He thought he was the coolest stuff. Uh, was that an sounds awful? MMO. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like before. It was like one, of the, War, was like one so, of the first big MMOs before uh, yeah. World of Warcraft, and it was uh, free to play, wasn't it? No. 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 Nothing was no, free no. to play back then. No. Bruh. It it wasn't at my roommate in college. His little brother like got in trouble because he played it too much and nice. it cost all this money whatever but this then he tuition. sold his first character to some other dude for like a thousand dollars and his dad was like yeah you're good continue <laughs> all right fine continue <laughs> if you can keep this up yeah all right well that was an illuminating discussion <laughs> you're, you're welcome the end of this dear gary episode did we answer the question at all yeah kind of oh, okay excellent let the reader understand <laughs> Next time, I mean, we're after this. We're gonna do a little something. Ooh. Only Daniel knows what it is. Surprise! A something. Will it get released? Who can say? You. I. That's true. <laughs> you. You can literally, say. literally. You can say. I'm literally the only person who can say that. Stay yeah. tuned. We'll find out. Uh, but check us out. GGNoRecast.com. GGNoRecast on Twitter. But I haven't checked that in like three months. So if you need to contact us, be a patron at patreon.com slash ggnoree or go to our website and email us. Stay frosty out there. ggnoree.